The Authentic Accountant is sponsored by Intuit. Intuit helps you leverage the latest technologies and works with you to create tomorrow's future innovations for your firm. Visit quickbooks.intuit.com. Welcome to the Authentic Accountant Podcast with Seth David and co-host Erica Ed. If you've ever wanted to know the real story behind the most successful business leaders in the world today, stay tuned. Every story doesn't have an instant success, peaches and cream background. We'll ask the questions that need to be asked and get the true stories of success. Now, here is Seth David and Erica Ed. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Authentic Accountant Podcast. My name is Seth David, and I'm here with my co-host. Hey, everybody. I'm Erica Ed. Happy to be with you. And we have a very, very special guest today. I mean, like, really special. Super special. But first... But first, Erica, do you know what I did this morning? I'm going to take a really wild guess here, Seth. You went on QuickBooks Online. I did. Oh, nailed it. I did. You nail it every time. How did I know that? It's kind of easy because it's the same answer every time. <laughs> I know. You do it every day. Every day I go into QuickBooks Tell me, Online. Seth, why do you go into QuickBooks Online every day? I want to make sure I'm not running out of money. You know, I got to make sure I can pay my bills. Nice. Right. So I go in and I, I'll check my bank feeds. I'll update them. And because I do it so frequently, it only takes a few seconds to keep it all up to date. And, and then I think I told you the other day, remember, you can actually now run a profit and loss and balance sheet right in the mobile app. I know. How cool is that? It's pretty cool. I was kind of curious. I was like, I wonder if you can do reports on the mobile app. And I look in and I'm like, there's no way. Like reports is just too, it would be too complicated to do in a mobile app. And I was very pleasantly surprised to find you can run your P&L and balance sheet, which is, you know, at least where you're always going to start from anyway, right? That's right. So that's really cool, especially that I can probably, I haven't tried it yet, but I'm sure I can now go into a client's P&L and balance sheet and send it to them right from the mobile app and be like, holy cow, look how much money you're making and look how much money you have. I've done that. Yeah. They were yeah. not expecting it. It was awesome. a little awkward. <laughs> but they appreciated it. <laughs> right? right? Hey, I'm on vacation here in Cabo, but I just thought I'd send you your profit and loss and balance sheet while I'm sitting at the beach. By the way, here's a photo of the beach. Sorry for your luck that you're not on vacation like I am, but here's your financial information. Yep. Right? I love that. Rub it in. Yeah. We're all about rubbing it in at Nerd Enterprises Incorporated. Anyway, I think it's time we brought on our incredibly, wonderfully special, spectacular, super califragilistic, espialidocious guest. Um, but not until she can spell super califragilistic, espialidocious. Uh, uh, welcome, Misty Mejia. Thank you so much for being on the show. Oh, my God. You guys are killing me. My cheeks are already hurting. I can't imagine what the rest of the time with you is going to be like. <laughs> uh, Love it. Always a good time, never a dull moment. As life should be. Exactly. Not even if we have dead air, like we told you. We'll just start making animal noises. (laughs) 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 Um, Anyway. Well, and the, you know, the other problem is we're recording this on a Friday. So Friday is like, you know, we're extra rambunctious on Fridays because it's right. the weekend and, yeah. you know, we're excited. About, you know, what's funny about that is I like the, the weekend doesn't excite me like it used to when I was like an employee, right? Because an employee weekends, I'd check out and it's like, woohoo, party time. Now that I have my own business, it's like, it doesn't matter. Saturday is another day. 
right? 24-7, yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it is a little exciting still because it's, I, I, at least I know I won't have the, the usual Monday through Friday like people calling on me saying, where's this and can I have that and can you do this for me? And even though I'm waited to the last minute, can I have it tomorrow? You know, that kind of stuff. Yeah, for the first time this week, I got a notification from somebody that said, Misty's receiving too many emails right now. Try back later. I was like, oh, I didn't. I didn't know that. That's hilarious. <laughs> That's a thing? Oh, my gosh. Right? I didn't know that was a thing either. And I was like, I yeah. want to set, set the threshold for that at, like, five. No <laughs> 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 <That was> doubt. <out. laughs> right? I love that. Good. I'm yeah. sorry. Seth is receiving too many emails right now. Please try back later. And, by the way, if it's an emergency, please dial 911. <laughs> I once put that in my autoresponder when I was going to be away. I think it was when I was going to be away at QuickBook Connect one year just to be a clown. I was like, you know, if it's an emergency, please dial 911. We don't deal in emergencies anyway. We're, we do accounting. We're not <laughs> brain surgeons. <laughs> right? <laughs> so let's get on with the business at hand. Misty, we brought you on here to talk. We want to talk about your whole experience. I want the backstory. I want to know, what did you want to be when you grew up? <laughs> Well, um, if you go to my um, probably maybe fifth grade report of what I wanted to mm -hmm. Let's I, start there, but perfect. I, <laughs> it's kind of embarrassing, but I, I think I said a waitress. I, ha I had really high ambitions. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Okay. Well, little did you know that you might get the opportunity to play a role somewhere acting as a waitress, right? Right, right. You know, I, I wasn't specific, luckily. <laughs> Perfect. So, and, and then, you know, seriously, as you got older, I mean, did you know what you're going to want to do? And I know you have kind of, of a diverse range of things that you've done over your years since I've known you. I know that because we go back, I think, like practically to the caveman era. <clears throat> You and I, we've known each other a very long time. Dang. And starting with the animal noises. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, for me, you know, I, I, I don't know if it's odd, um, but I never really did. I never really had, like, this is going to be my journey, my path. All I knew is that in my journey, I have definitely a deep passion for just helping people. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't really, to me... Um, kind of stick with one company or one venture or one type of business. I just knew I wanted to make a difference somehow. And so no matter what job I'm doing, I just try to make sure that that's the case because that's kind of where my happy spot is, mm -hmm. is just helping other people grow in some capacity. So. Right. Well, but what, so what were your interests as a kid? I mean, what were you into like in high school? Were you, were you doing theater in high school or, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I was a really, really, my parents called me a painfully shy child, which nobody that knows me today, yeah, see yeah, your face, say, wow. <laughs> would know that about me. But I was, I was just really incredibly shy, and it wasn't until I got into dance. Once I was in dance, it kind of gave me this platform to express myself although it wasn't verbal that was like my comfort zone at that time so I would just dance up a storm and then eventually in about seventh or eighth grade I made it into theater and that's where I kind of found my voice and to me theater like gave me this step-by-step -step approach of how to 
connect with an audience, how to connect with people, how to understand people at a deeper level that I just didn't have as a skill set. And so that's kind of where my life kind of started transitioning. And in high school, I started doing a ton of like drama classes. We had Steve Martin come to our uh, class once and that was cool. a ton of fun and inspired me. Yeah, it was really awesome. cool. Yeah. yeah. So and do so, you think that the experience you had connecting with audiences on stage was what played into your desire to help people and how that went kind of other directions over time as well? I think so. But I also think that spending all that time being shy made me a listener for a lot of years. Mm. And I think there's a lot of valuable lessons in just listening. Mm -hmm. And so theater gave me the opportunity to have a voice in the conversation, but also all the years prior to that gave me the heart to, hey, go listen to everybody else. Well, it's really interesting because, uh, I mean, I studied theater as well. And one of the biggest things in theater, right, is listening. Yep. And you, you know, when you're watching two actors have a dialogue together, you can tell who's in the scene and who's not. The, you know, the, the, the people who are the, they're, you know, their line, their line, their line, my line. Exactly. It becomes really obvious because they're not listening and they're not connecting. And I, I, they're I, not I, reacting, I, right? Yeah. It's like it, they're just reciting the lines in the scene and hitting the marks and going to the places where they were told to go, as opposed to knowing that they have those lines and those thoughts and listening to what the other actor is saying and then having a, an honest reaction on that, you know? Exactly. Yeah. I love that you were in theater too. The theater geeks unite. Right. <laughs> I love it. I was too. Wow, powerhouse on the on the phone. I was I I, I played uh, I played uh, Claude's father in Hair. Did you really? I did. <laughs> I didn't know that about you. I, I need did. to see photos. I don't know. <laughs> I can show you photos. I have photos. Um, interesting ones too, because at the same time I was kind of into my whole surfer punk rock thing. Yeah, he was so a beefcake. I saw those photos. They were pissed. But so those were photos. Some of those were from. We did a show called Amoebas on Parade, which was a bit of a spoof on Cats. Okay. It was about a bunch of amoebas putting on a show, just like Cats was about a bunch of cats. And so right. I, I was. I think the pictures you saw, Erica, were from me on stage at that show. But during the time, and I, I actually kind of pissed off the uh, the producer because I had shaved my hair into like a mohawk. And I was supposed to be playing Claude's father. And he's yeah. like, I don't know how we're going to make this work. So what they did was they, they actually spray painted my mohawk red, white, and blue. Because remember, the hair was about the 60s and going to war. Yeah. So they kind of they evolved it into a theme. And then they also made me one of the hippies, like just hanging out there, like to represent that sort of side of things. So oh, that's, that's how they, so funny. Because I was a loose cannon. They couldn't control me. That's how they dealt with me. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's a big no-no in, in theater. Like, you don't make any physical yeah, You don't just go get a haircut as dramatic as that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but I remember I loved it. I remember I got such a kick out of it. I never thought I'd, I could sing, and then I started singing. And people told me, people who were experienced at theater told me, you know, just, just practice singing in your cars, find show, songs on tapes that were, like, in your range and sing along, and your voice is like a muscle. It'll get stronger, and lo and behold – for a point, like I would never dare sing now, but at, at that time years ago, I, I could actually sing even. I bet you, I bet you can still do that. I probably have to practice at it again. I last time I tried Let's singing, start. it didn't it, go over well. It wasn't pretty. Just kidding. <laughs> I don't know. I wasn't there. <laughs> <clears throat> 
don't get me started. I might guessing. actually start singing. And this is not that kind of podcast. <laughs> yeah, we this haven't is, reached we haven't reached that dead air yet. So this is not the Accountants Got Talent podcast. <laughs> Maybe we can do a special episode for that, you know? There we go. Christmas episode. I feel it. I like that. All right. So let's get back on on track here with your story. So theater helped you connect and kind of inspired you, but you said there are other things about it too. And I love that actually. I love that you said, I love what you said about dancing, really appealing to the exact part of you that sort of wanted to come out and you know, without having to interact with people. I love that aspect of it because I can actually, even though I'm not a dancer, I never was, but I can relate to that because there are times where I do want to have a way to interact or, you know, I kind of um, express myself, I guess, without having to talk to people, right? Yes. Sometimes I just downright don't want to talk to anyone. (laughs) (laughs) Right? But I love how you said it was a form of expression that didn't require that kind of, you know. But then, so then, and then theater came and now you were actually verbally interacting with people. So let me shut up and let you continue to tell us your story. Um, for, for me, I guess, like, I, you know, I continued doing dance and theater for majority of my life throughout college, and I always uh, kept them separate. So it was really funny because I came, became this, like, serious actor. Like, I want to do Shakespeare, and I want to do all these deep pieces. And uh, then I was in competition dance. So... Mm-hmm just for a long time. And then when I got out of college, somebody was like, well, why don't you audition for musicals? And I was like, mm, what? <laughs> that's, that's not my jam. You know, theater people are not musical people. <laughs> but then I auditioned and it literally uh, was just like a, this is incredible. What did you actually I study in college, by the way? I actually got a degree in acting, and I have a degree in directing. Nice. Cool. All theater stuff. And I highly recommended that to all of my students, too, because for a while I was a theater teacher as well. But I just, you know, pick a subject that's going to get you out of bed in the morning because college, you know, they don't care whether you show up or not. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Right. But if you care if you show up or not because you're passionate about it, that's what will get you there. And my grandmother was like you're never gonna do anything in theater why are you doing that degree that's a horrible impression of her by the way (laughs) (laughs) sorry grandma um but it was something that that I just I fell in love with and Mm -hmm. it made me go to every single class and dig deep into every aspect of it I loved the creative side of doing lighting design and set design I love the marketing side of it I love the collaboration effort of it. Like you cannot do theater alone, even if it's a one man show, like, you know, you still have, you know, the tech people, the sound people, the house people, like everybody in there to put a show on with one person. So it's always an incredible experience. So, you know what I love about that collaboration is, and I've directed a few plays and things and, and it's so cool when you, you know, you're working with another, you know, a group of, other people with their own ideas and their own creativity and you have your idea and you throw it out on the table you know and especially as a director and you give a, a direction or a note and the actor takes that and just expands it into this larger like more than you could have ever imagined that's such a beautiful yes. thing isn't it and I, I will say that that hands down in any career I've been in has been probably the biggest thing to influence me I'm such a collaborator and I love other people's ideas and I never 
have hardship of somebody giving me like criticism on anything I'm doing because you're so used to it in theater that when you yeah. get criticism from a director, you go, thank you is your response. Your response right. isn't to argue or to push back. You say, thank you, because you know that it's coming from a spot to help you be better. Mm-hmm. And so I think those kind of life lessons from theater, like everybody should kind of have. You know yeah. what I loved about it is, and it was, it was what I loved about it. And then it was also kind of the sad part of it is you'd be working on a show and you, you become like a family, but it's mm-hmm. only temporary, right? You yeah. have this like family aspect with all the people who are, you know, working on the set, the stage and as to the actors themselves, of course. And it's, so it's like, you have this family, you get really close knit and get really tight and you have arguments and things, but you get through them and, you know, you go out drinking after the show or whatever. This was before I got sober. Um, and you know, it was fun. And then the show would end and everybody would kind of promise, Oh yeah, we're going to keep in touch. But then of course you all go your own way. Right. Totally. You know, and you never actually stay in touch with the people. You just have these great memories though. And I love that. I still think back now and I didn't do a whole lot. I did a few shows, a few semesters in college. That was the extent of my experience. But, but I really love that aspect of it. You know, kind of the family aspect. Um, I, I love it too. I think it's so fascinating to me that you can create such a strong bond on such a short time frame in theater. Because you spend so much time together and you you have to jam it all in, right? And And you're creating together and you're all invested into the same thing. And don't you feel like in life and in business, that's kind of, you know, if you can create and foster that experience of you're all invested into the same thing and you have longer term than just a theater of like, oh, we have four weeks, bye. Yeah, no, that's I, I know I crave that connection, and I know I, I think a lot of other people do too. Um, mm-hmm. We got to take a short break. When we come back, I, by the time I met you, Misty, you were working at the Sleater Group and eventually became executive director there. So we got. I, I'm dying to find out how you got from all this theater to what you were doing at the Sleater Group. Like, how'd you right. wind up there? I can't wait to find out when we come back from this short break. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Nerd Enterprises Incorporated is a numbers agency. We offer a wide range of services, from bookkeeping to financial modeling and cash flow projections. Our consulting services enable you to do what you do best by giving us the accounting and back office tasks that we do best. Nerd Enterprises, Inc. is one of the worldwide leaders in QuickBooks, Microsoft Excel, and other productivity-based training. If it's one-to-one or one-to-many, we log in with you so you can share your screen and we get you through it. Plus, all sessions are recorded, so you can review those recordings anytime you like afterwards. For more information, visit nerdenterprises.com. Intuit QuickBooks is dedicated to powering prosperity around the globe for accountants, small businesses, consumers, and the self-employed. With products and services like QuickBooks Online Accountant and the QuickBooks Pro Advisor Program, accounting professionals can save time, grow their practice, and act as strategic advisors to their small business clients. By working together as partners, Intuit can help you leverage the latest technologies and work with you to create tomorrow's future innovations. Go to quickbooks.intuit.com to find out more. Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. 
you are listening to the Authentic Accountant Podcast. To find out more, email Seth at NerdEnterprises.com. That's Seth at NerdEnterprises.com. Now, back to the Authentic Accountant Podcast. Welcome back to the Authentic Accountant Podcast, everybody. My name is still Seth. I haven't done a name change. And I'm still here with... I'm still Erica. I'm still with you. And thank goodness Misty hasn't left us yet. Not yet. Not yet. I'm here. We've still got time. (laughs) It's still early. (laughs) still early on the Authentic Accountant Podcast. So, Misty, when we left for the break, we were talking about theater and what you were doing as a a kid. And that, that, it sounds like, launched you right into what happened after college. And that's what you were kind of doing it into. But like I said, I met you when you came to work at the Sleater Group. How did we get from theater and teaching theater and directing and all this to working at an accounting technology event company? How much time do we have? Was that just another (laughs) acting job where you're there pretending? (laughs) Isn't life one big acting job? I don't know. It is. I believe that. The world is your stage, right? Exactly. Exactly. It's all improv every day. You never know what somebody's going to throw at you. You just never know what you're going to get. Exactly. Um, for me, you know, (laughs) so I studied all this theater, got degrees in theater. And then my first job out of college was at a computer company. Hmm. Yeah. No, Um, no, makes sense. Totally. That is, that is exactly the path. (laughs) Most starving artists work as a waitress, which is what you originally wanted to do. How did, where did we lose the connection? (laughs) You gave up on your dreams. (laughs) I know. And it kills me every day. It's not too late. <laughs> I know. I, I will not, I will not put that out there in the universe. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm taking that back right now. <laughs> so what did you do at the computer company? Yeah. So it was first international computer. And it was a funny, like, I had no idea really what I wanted to do having that theater degree. So my grandma was a little right there. And so I thought, okay, in the mid- meantime, I'll go be like, just get a random job and figure life out. And that random so was, job. So acting, I'm sorry, was, was not something you were looking to do professionally, you know, for a career. I No. And I don't know what I was wanting to do, to be honest. I just knew I loved it and I wanted it to be part of my life. I and it, it still is to this day part of my life. Like I'm directing a show right now. And so I always have had it as part of my life, but I never saw it as my career path for some reason. And I don't know why. Um, No, No, I wonder if this was it, if I could, if I may, Um, because I remember years ago, like my whole thing is figure out what you love to do and make money doing it, right? Clearly you love to do theater, but I've also talked to people who differed from me in that, in that they didn't want to take the thing that they loved and turn it into the way that they make money because they thought that would ruin it and that, and that they would no longer Mm. love it the way they, I wonder if that has anything to do with why you didn't want to sort of go there. I, I think so. And I know Doug asked me that um, when. Doug Slater, by the way, for anybody who's wondering who yeah, Doug is. Yeah. Thank you. Sorry. Fill that <laughs> That's <in>. all right. <laughs> he asked me that when I was quote unquote interviewing because it was the oddest interview I'd ever been at because all they did was talk to me about my hobbies. And then I left going, I think I made some really good friends, but I'm not sure if I'm going to <laughs> <laughs> that's probably the smartest way to interview though because that's how you get to know the real person instead of the yeah. usual boring like all right let's go through your resume right i yeah. know right it was yeah. it was phenomenal and when we were talking about it he kept asking me like why i didn't like why i didn't go professionally in that direction and i just i don't like the hustle of it really yeah. 
of trying to get that job. I love stability in my life and I crave stability in my life and knowing where my next paycheck comes from. And I have a lot of friends that are in the theater world or actors on television and all those kind of things and they're making it. But I will tell you, it is a hustle every single day mm-hmm. and it's really tough. And it's like being a small business owner, um, which I did that for a while too. You, Like you said, Seth, you don't get a day off because mm-hmm. uh, you can't relax. You can't just finally go, huh, I'm done. I got Right. It's the weekend. Let's party. Yeah. It's, it's not an option. So I think for me, it was more just craving a little bit more stability, knowing that life, um, that I could always have theater in my life mm-hmm. in some capacity and making that a priority. Right. And so I just, I became a receptionist at a, uh, oh, so it was a receptionist job at the computer company. Okay. Yes, but I was a receptionist for a week and <laughs> I was answering the phones and this gentleman called me, wanted to talk to the vice president. And I said, oh yeah, let me, let me check and see if he's available. And Chip, the vice president, he's like, oh yeah, yeah, I want to talk to him. Just keep him on the line for a few minutes. I said, okay. So I asked the gentleman if he wanted to hear about our new products that came out because I was bored up there and I just studied everything and memorized it with my theater <laughs> background. <laughs> And he goes, sure, yeah, tell me about the new product. So I started talking to him about everything and what we were developing and all these things. It ended up being the CEO of the company. Oh, God. Nice. That's one thing I hadn't studied. (laughs) (laughs) And so the next week, I actually got moved into the marketing and sales department. Oh, that's funny because he liked what you said. He was like, this chick knows her stuff. And that's, that's hilarious. And so I just, I kind of stayed in the technology world from then on. I but went that out. explains your marketing background. That's how that launched. And that's kind of what you got hired to do at this leader group. So now I understand the connection is that's right. how you got. But isn't that funny? We talked to somebody else this week who we, we had this conversation, I feel like, where we said, you know, sometimes you just don't know where something's going to come from. You don't know. That's what I love about the idea of, you know, and I remember my frame of reference for this is honestly when I got sober. Right. Right. When I got sober, I had no idea where my life was about to go. Right. Mm -hmm. I knew I had an accounting degree, but my experience up until then was that I hated accounting and I kind of knew I would. It was more of a fallback for me than anything else. I was much more interested in theater and acting even by then. But it was it was it was something I did for stability. Right. And it wasn't because I cared about stability. It was more because that's how my father pushed me. And he was very influential on me and decisions that I made. I rebelled against it for as long as I could. And then I got sober. Um, But (laughs) there's something to be said, I think, for approaching life from that perspective, like just saying, I don't know where this is going to take me, but I'm just going to constantly stay in motion. I have to do something. I read something, interesting story I want to share a while back because it plays into what this segment of our show is really meant to be all about. And then I want to hear from you, Misty, about, you know, like where you might have struggled and how you overcame this. But this Mm -hmm. was a true story of a guy, big, big time marketing executive, big company, I think, in New York City and got laid off. And he's like, what am I going to do? I'm overqualified for any jobs that are available, really. And long story short, he ends up waiting tables because he said, I can't just sit at home and do nothing. I have to do something just to keep momentum going. And even though it's a big step down pay pay wise, you know, at least it's something and it'll bring some money in. Even if it's not enough to support the lifestyle I'm accustomed to, it's something. Well, guess what happened? He, he took his approach toward that job like he would have his executive position as a marketing executive, and he loved it and was grateful for it, and he did the best damn job he could waiting tables at, at a fancy restaurant in New York City, and sure enough, somebody noticed that, 
and, and caught wind of it and just observed that, hey, this guy really, you know, that's the kind of person I want working for me. Yeah. Talk to him. And long story short, he's back on top of the world again, working as an executive because he had a really good attitude. Most people would be bitter, right? That they yeah. had to take the step down. This guy had a great attitude about even having the step down because he just knew doing this is going to move me to the next thing. And that's what you reminded me of when you shared that because it's like here you are as a receptionist at a computer company, no idea where you're headed, but on a whim you pick up a call and happen because you were bored, happened to kind of rattle off all the stuff you had just studied and learned about their products. And little did you know it was the CEO of the company who was like, holy crap, this person needs to get off the phones with me and onto the phones with our customers, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. So we got and to not only that, like he put me into the OEM sales department, which is original engineer manufacturing. So I was developing <laughs> products for Fortune 500 companies. That's amazing. Mind <laughs> you, with my theater degree. And I would walk into meetings and I would be meeting the C-level executives of these Fortune 500 companies. And they're like, are you 12 years old? Because I looked super young. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I'm a childhood prodigy. And they're like, Oh, okay. <laughs> and then they would just speak <laughs> with me. But it was because of theater teaching me how to memorize and study and prepare that I read every single book I could about building computers. I was back in our warehouse, like putting them together with our staff because I wanted to learn every single aspect of it. And so I think in, in life, no matter what it throws your way, especially now, because there's so much content out there on YouTube or wherever you are going, you know, Google anything and you can learn it. Mm -hmm. but as I learned long as how to cut a pineapple on YouTube. Right? See? I, learned, I didn't know how to slice Help a pineapple out. properly. I found it on YouTube. Learn <laughs> from a pineapple slicing guru. Um, so, Misty, <laughs> along the way, were there struggles? Were there times when you were like, I don't know if I'm really headed in the right direction? I imagine, especially if you really didn't know where you're going, although it sounds like you kind of got catapulted right into something that you were happy with comfortable with but were there struggles if so what were they, what were they like and and how did you get through them um struggles in the career or struggles personally you know it could be either just times when you might have felt discouraged about you know even life in the bigger picture like i don't know if this is really if am i going in the right direction? like where you had doubts like where did yeah, you have doubts absolutely i think that um for me, as I was going and working my way up the ladder, the further I feel you work up the ladder sometimes, the more detached you are from being able to impact people. Mm -hmm. And that's where I start getting like unhappy. Mm -hmm. If I'm just like a person that is just touching base and kind of just building the strategy, I love building the strategy, but I love getting my hands dirty too. Mm -hmm. um, because I love being able to see my impact. And so for me, a lot of those struggles are kind of more in that way. Personally, right. um, you know, as you know, a few years ago, my niece um, committed suicide. Mm, yes, I'm sorry. And those pieces are always really uh, life-shaking because she was like a daughter to me. Mm. I'm going to try not to cry here. Um, but I think... Every time, unfortunately, those kind of tragedies happen in your life, it, uh, in the same good way, it brings you a little bit more focus. Mm -hmm. And you start going, okay, what's really important here? And what do I really need to bring into my life and make sure that it's part of? And as I traveled a lot, and it's not, it's going to so sound like a hashtag first world problem. Mm -hmm. um, but I was traveling a ton and I probably spent like three days at home a month. 
so much so that none of my friends or family knew where I was. And if I went missing, they would have just thought I was traveling. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so I just lost connection with my whole unit and my circle of people that made me feel grounded and loved. And so I did have some like just weariness of like, okay, I, I need to get back to my center. Right. So. so here's, if I may, here's my observation because I have known you for a long time. And I've always known you to be an authentically, genuinely happy, positive person. It's one of the things I love most about you. And I think there's something to be said for that and the fact that you, you, you have what others might characterize as, quote, first world problem, right? Because mm-hmm. I really have come to believe through my own experience, and I have had my own share of struggles, you know, both before and since getting sober, um, so I've experienced some pretty dark times in my own career, and I'll talk about those, you know, eventually, and I have talked about them. I remember being on uh, Doug's show, uh, was it, uh, I Mr. can't Mr. Sleater's Neighborhood. Mr. Sleater's Neighborhood, it was. <laughs> For some reason, I was trying to think, of, I was thinking it was like Skeeter Sleater's Neighborhood, but no, it was Mr. <laughs> Sleater's Neighborhood. And he asked me to, so I shared very openly about my experience there. But, but I want to stay focused on you, of course. And, you know, what I observe is that I, I think when people – who genuinely do this. You know, some people put on an act, right, and, and pretend like everything's wonderful. And then there are those like yourself, Misty, who are genuine about it. And I think that explains why things have probably for the most part gone well for you, right? I've really, I, I try to remind myself of that all the time when I'm feeling discouraged, when I'm feeling down, when I'm feeling like everything's about to fall apart. I constantly have to remind myself, Seth, if you just, you just have to focus on the things you have to be grateful for. And that will turn your attitude around because if you're focused on what you have to be grateful for genuinely, then you'll feel that gratitude. And and that has a way of attracting the good things and the positive things that happen for us, right? I so agree. And I think one of the things, um, my biggest life lesson for myself is that anytime you feel like things are out of control is because you're not taking control. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And as soon as you empower yourself to change something, then you'll start feeling like things aren't spinning again. But you have to just take a moment and go, hey, I, I have the power over me, how I react to something, how I do, what I pursue in my day, what I focus on. If I'm going to sit here and focus on the negative, yeah, I'm going to have a horrible day. <laughs> mm-hmm. But if yeah. I sit here and focus on all of the positive things, whether they are the littlest thing ever, that is where my joy will start happening because I'm focusing on all those good things. And I, like you, Seth, I've had some not so good things in my early childhood and life that caused me to be that shy. But I think it's I think a lot of people in hardships, they just, they become too tunnel vision on that hardship mm-hmm. and they stop looking at the bigger picture of what's possible if they take it into their own hands. Right. I'm always yeah. worried about becoming jaded and disillusioned. I've had experiences, some very public in my career that yeah. really didn't go well, uh, you know, and didn't go well in public. And just yeah. like times like that, I just think, my God, I'm just mortified. I just want to crawl under a rock somewhere I actually one time sat down and I played out the scenario in my head I said what if I just cleaned out my bank account and just closed down all my social media accounts and disappeared drive up somewhere like up north for whatever reason was what I had visualized and I'll just I'll get a simple job somewhere collect a paycheck and you know read books and watch Netflix for the rest of my life (laughs) right we're glad you didn't, though. <laughs> yeah, I played that scenario out because I'm just like, because I, I, we all yeah. hit those times where I'm just like, 
you know, I, I was about to drop an F-bomb, but it's like, just, I just want to give up, you know? Yeah. And it's true. If you, if you don't have those times, you cannot recognize the good times. It just mm-hmm. is like, everything is just one big picture. It's like a painting that's all one color. Right. And mm-hmm. it, it's not. And, and the difference is, and it's very cliche, but, you know, for every time you get knocked down, you've just got to get up. And as long as you get up more times than you get knocked down, whatever it is you're going through, you'll get through it. No question. You know, Babe Ruth had more strikeouts than home runs in his career. And there's lots of sort of statistics we can run through like that that prove it. But that's the point. As cheesy as they might sound when you're citing them, they're true. You know, it's true. so true. There's actually research that shows if you celebrate even your smallest wins, you'll duplicate them. So, yep. One thing I learned working as a stockbroker years ago that they taught us, but very few people really followed it. It was when you, when you have the times when you're making a lot of money, because it's really feast or famine in that world, then right. you got to put it all away. And then when things are down, that's when you spend your money to remind yourself that this is only temporary. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I'll say amen to that. We have to take a really quick break, um, but when we come back, we're going to hear a little bit more from you, Misty, about what it's like today, what's going on in your world. I'm excited to hear about that. And um, yeah, so we'll, we'll get back to it when we come back from our break. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. Intuit QuickBooks is dedicated to powering prosperity around the globe for accountants, small businesses, consumers, and the self-employed. With products and services like QuickBooks Online Accountant and the QuickBooks Pro Advisor Program, accounting professionals can save time, grow their practice, and act as strategic advisors to their small business clients. By working together as partners, Intuit can help you leverage the latest technologies and work with you to create tomorrow's future innovations. Go to QuickBooks books.intuit.com to find out more. Nerd Enterprises Incorporated is a numbers agency. We offer a wide range of services from bookkeeping to financial modeling and cash flow projections. Our consulting services enable you to do what you do best by giving us the accounting and back office tasks that we do best. Nerd Enterprises Inc. is one of the worldwide leaders in QuickBooks, Microsoft Excel, and other productivity-based training. If it's one-to-one or one-to-many, we log in with you so you can share your screen and we get you through it. Plus, all sessions are recorded, so you can review those recordings anytime you like afterwards. For more information, visit nerdenterprises.com. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. The business community's first choice in Internet talk radio. Voice America Business Network. You are listening to the Authentic Accountant Podcast. To find out more, email Seth at NerdEnterprises.com. That's Seth at NerdEnterprises.com. Now, back to the Authentic Accountant Podcast. 
Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Authentic Accountant Podcast. Um, I'm here with my co-host, um, Seth, and Hi. we have Misty still with us. We're going to get to what it's like today for her and what she's got going on in her world. But first, Seth, should we uh, thank our sponsors? I think we should. I think speaking of gratitude, we should express some gratitude. And today our gratitude goes out to Right Networks. Right Networks helps accounting professionals like you to securely transition your accounting-based desktop applications into the cloud, regardless of which version you're using. As a partner you can trust, we take away the burden of IT so you have more time to focus on your business. Moving your desktop and legacy applications to the cloud makes keeping close track of your finances and operations so much easier. Work from anywhere, anytime, and enjoy the added security of keeping your financial files backed up. To learn more, give Right Networks a call at 888-210-0237. That's 888-210-0237. And for a special 10% off discount, Make sure to mention Authentic Accountant before December 31st, 2018. And we're back. Misty, hi. How are hi. you? Uh, your acting training comes in well. It's been so <laughs> long. <laughs> um, okay, so uh, again, when I met you, you, were, you, were, you, you worked at the Sleater Group, right? Mm -hmm. Now we understand the connection, how you got into kind of a marketing role, right? But now since that, I've watched you go through the sale of the Sleater Group to Accountex, right? Right. Uh, you, you did a stint for CPA Academy, right? You got it. Yep. You also, you and Jeannie, who worked with you at the Sleater Group, were doing this marketing thing for theater people on the side. Is that still happening? Uh, I am still doing that. Jeannie is, is like, not. is okay. not because she is writing books and doing all sorts of other wonderful things, but got yeah. It. Okay, so we had that going on on the side, still do. And then, um, so we went from CPA Academy to T-Sheets, and then T-Sheets got acquired <laughs> by a little-known company called Intuit, right? Yes. <laughs> and that kind of brings us, fa you know, fully fast-forwarded to today. So tell us what's going on in your world today, Misty. <laughs> what are you doing? Who are you doing it for? How are you doing it? Where are you doing it? Why are you doing it? I know. With all the acquisitions, people keep going, Misty, when are you going to come to my company so we can get purchased? I'm like, ah. Oh. <laughs> 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 it's not my goal when I started a company. <laughs> right. Uh, right now, I am the, uh, it's a really long title that I need to shorten. It's like Senior North American Accounting Programs Manager and Education Strategist. That's hilarious. It's wow. like the senior person who does all the things that they need to do because we don't have anybody else to do them slash whatever. <laughs> uh, yes. Jack of all trades in the accounting world. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, um, we we were acquired by Intuit in January, on January 11th, and I will say uh, this is my third acquisition that I've been through, and uh, going into it, I was really nervous and hesitant and thought, oh gosh, here we go again, even though I've worked with Intuit for the last five years on QB Connect. <laughs> <laughs> and I had that lovely experience of doing that with Allison Ball. It was still some trepidation. Just uh, I had joined T-Sheets because of how magic they are, and they're just an incredibly kind group of people and creative and out of the box and um, just a secret sauce that I hadn't seen in a long time. Mm -hmm. And so I was, I was worried about that a little bit, and I will say it has hands down been the best acquisition I've ever gone through. Hmm. And 
I'm not surprised because I've known Matt for a long time. And I remember when the news broke that the acquisition was happening, which was in December, a few weeks before January 11th. I I was fortunate enough to get the opportunity to interview Matt about it. And he, you know, he told me and I, again, not surprised because I know the kind of people that they are and that you are. And he, I remember he told me he, he made it a point. Part of the deal is everybody comes with me, right? Nobody's losing their jobs on this one. Yeah. And I, and I, I appreciate it. I do too. And I, I think, you know, and it's not always in the control of the person that is selling the company. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, to, for that to be executed. And sometimes that will last like, okay, we can commit to giving them jobs for so long. But it wasn't just a matter of us having a career there. It's a matter of how they focus on their employees and the fact that they give us time to volunteer and give back. And that is a huge portion of their drive. They are constantly doing training and helping us figure out what our career path should be under the Intuit umbrella. And they really just take you in and and add you as part of family. So it's been really funny because a lot of my conversations with people that I've been working with for years there is like, oh, we finally got you, Misty. Because I will say when I was at QuickBooks Connect last year, they said, when are you just going to come work for us? I didn't know the acquisition was going to happen. That was mm. November, right? And I was like, nah, you guys are too big. I like working for the small company. <laughs> 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 and so... Did you know? We've been joking that they're like, well, that's the only way we could get Misty. <laughs> we just got to buy that company. That's funny. <laughs> All right. Uh-huh. <laughs> that is very funny. Imagine that's why they did it. They just, that's... <laughs> yeah, I'm sure that was the deciding factor. <laughs> so, I mean, I, I know we got the title, but what, so what, how would you really in just simple terms describe your role now working it into it? Are you still focused on the T-sheets part of it, the time tracking seg- uh, segment of the company or... I am. I am. I'm focused on the T-sheet side of it and really my job. I love it because it is almost everything that I just love to do about education. And so I really just, you know, send out a ton of research to all of the accountants that I can reach and have really good conversations with them about what they're needing to make their practice successful and we build out education to help make that happen, whether it's in marketing, whether it's in referral programs or you name it, we try to make sure that it happens. And the fact that I get to do that, and it's not just about the product that we offer and just doing education on product, that it's like beginning to end how to help you run your practice is just, Mm -hmm. yeah. You get to help people. Exactly. Exactly. You get to help people. It's exactly what you started off wanting to be able to do. Exactly. That's why I just, I really feel lucky. I feel blessed every day to just come in and go, all right, like, who can I help today? What can we do? Oh, we found out somebody like, interesting enough, we just found, like, we did some research recently on social media. And we have a lot of people that want to know how to use Snapchat. So if you know any uh, Snapchatters out there that want to teach a class. (laughs) So help me understand, though, how does that come out of working in the time tracking division how do you get from working in the time tracking division of intuit to being in a position to help people who want to know how to use snapchat uh, for me i think it's really we understand that we're a partner in the business or we feel that we're a partner in the business and we want to be that partner mm-hmm. and i think a good part of being a partner is listening to what they're needing and mm-hmm. i'm a big believer of give 
and then give again and then give again. And eventually if we're the right fit as far as technology goes, hopefully they'll select us. But in the meantime, at least I'm helping them. It's You know what, Erica, this reminds me of what we talked about with Jay Bear, right? On Talk Triggers, a company that does, does things that have nothing to do with really what they do as a business, but just to help people. And it's just a way of being a program of attraction for people. So they'll come and take advantage of this help you're offering with Snapchat, only to realize, oh, these guys actually track time or they have a time tracking app. Hey, so now I know who I'm going to go to because look at this other cool stuff that they do for us, you know. And there are lots of examples of this when we talked with Jay Bear. Um, he talked about Hilton Suggests. And Hilton has a thing where any city you're in, you can go on Twitter and find at Hilton Suggests. And even if you're not staying at their hotel, they'll help you find restaurants or whatever it is you need to find in the city that you're in. And, you know, but it's because one of those things that people will remember that. And the next time they might consider staying at a Hilton, even though you weren't a guest of theirs because they helped you. Right. Right. Exactly. So it's just, it's, I love that. It's about coming up with ways to do creative things where you're actually just helping people and it doesn't have anything to do with your business and it's not something that's generating money directly. It's just something you, you know, something you're doing. Kind of like what I was doing when I started making videos and people said, Seth, you're crazy. You're giving it all away. And you know, why is anybody going to need to hire you? And I'm like, no, trust me, people are still going to want to hire me because they're going to want to go further than I could ever go, you know, in a free video. Right, right? Exactly. Everybody's got special cases, you know, so I didn't mind. I, you know, I, I, a lot of people in the beginning told me, Seth, you're crazy. The CPA who at the time was doing my tax returns, because I don't do my own taxes. I'm not <laughs> a tax guy. Um, I remember her telling me, Seth, this is like, you're crazy. She flat out told me, she's like, you're crazy. You're giving it all away. And some went as far as to say, not her, but someone as far as to say, hey, you're kind of ruining it for the rest of us, right? Because, you know, Aww. people don't need to hire us if they're going to find your videos for free. And I'm like, game on. <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> <laughs> they still will though. I, I, I'm sure people watch those videos out there and that's why they hire you is they go, Oh my God, this is a lot more complicated than I thought. Forget it. I'm just going to hire this guy. Yeah. It's a big part of it. And, so, and honestly, some of the content is designed for that. Others, not as much, you know, some of it's just because I want to give it away for fun and for free. But if I know there's a, a hot topic that's complex uh, I'll do that on purpose. And and again, if somebody can take, and it's not like I'm going to purposely try and make it more confusing. Of course, I try and break it down like I always do in my style as simply as I can for people. Yeah. But, um, you know, so if they can take what I've done for free and they can run with it and figure it out from there, beautiful, mission accomplished. But for the rest, they'll, they'll hire me to help. And so I like this idea. So if I'm like some rando person on the street who's wondering about how to learn how to use Snapchat better. How, like, how do I get in touch with that part of what you're doing it into it now? Uh, exactly. And that class is not available. I, earlier, that was a pitch asking for an instructor. Gotcha. Okay. Um, but our, most of our education is uh, on CPA Academy. Okay. We still have a really strong relationship with them. We also have um, an accountant university on Intuit's site as well. And then on demand, if you are part of our T-Sheets tribe, which is a secret, not so secret group that you have to be invited to, um, then you actually have education on demand and that's all of our education. Got it. Okay. So an Intuit does put a lot of resources together to help, especially to help accountants and bookkeepers, but also business owners, you know, to help us all, you know, learn to build a better practice, you know? Yeah. And that's why I created 97 and up is to help accountants and bookkeepers build a better practice, right? Same idea. So I, 
Go ahead. Sorry, I was just going to say I, I love that. I mean, from day one when we've met, I love that you are a person that just gives back. And you've always been that. And to, it's been phenomenal to meet all of these people in this community. And at a point after Sleater was acquired, that was one of my pivotal moments of, okay, I can pivot and do anything right now. Mm-hmm. I don't have to stay in the accounting world. I can go out of it and do something totally different. And uh, it's really because of people like you and Jeannie Whitehouse and Leslie Shiner and Donnie Shimamoto and all these people that are running their own practice, but that at the same time, just helping others mm-hmm. in the profession grow. And I love this about the community. And I just, I couldn't leave because of that. Thank you. Yeah. You know, I've talked with people in other industries, influencers in other industries, and the impression I get is that there's no industry quite like the accounting industry in terms of that fact specifically, that more than any other industry, we seem to have a, 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 a kind of person by nature who just wants to give and help selflessly, yep. right? Without expecting anything in return. Most of the people who watch my videos will never give me a dime and I'm absolutely okay with that. In fact, it gives me such a deep sense of satisfaction to know that something I've put out there is going to help somebody do something they weren't able to do before. That to me is the ultimate, that's the ultimate paycheck. Right? I, I agree. And so that's, that's why it aligned with my personal, like I want to help and give back. And then I met my tribe of others mm-hmm. that feel the same way. And it's like, ah. So we've got a few minutes left. I would love to hear from you, Misty, on just your perspective on where you're headed, where you're headed, where into it as a company from your perspective, of course, is headed. Like where, where are we going? What's next? What is next? That is a great question for us. Um, I know like product wise, I probably can't talk about that, but there's no, a lot nothing. Of- yeah. We don't want to get you in trouble here. <laughs> <laughs> nothing but, under NDA. Um, Yeah, exactly. I'm like, I'll have to sign some things, I'm sure. Uh, You know, I think Intuit is just continuing to grow. For our T-sheets, we are uh, making our global footprint right now, and that is really exciting. Uh, As I step into, we've been, I've been managing the U.S. part of the the acquiring new pros and educating uh, pros in this area, and now we are branching out really strongly into Canada, the U.K., and Australia. And so to me, it's really exciting to start that global footprint, like full force, as opposed to like, oh, it'd be nice. Oh, we have some people there. But now to have a focus on it at the same time, I think, oh, that'll be some really long hours. (laughs) Right. But so I see that. But it won't feel like work. It'll be fun, right? It will be. And I, you know, we just, I always am a person that starts with research and figuring out what the need is first. And so that's what we're doing right now is really figuring out the needs in those areas uh, to help them grow and be successful as well. Okay. Last 60 seconds. What's on the wall behind you and be descriptive because others won't be able to see what we can see. Uh, On the wall behind me is a big letter M for Misty Mejia or marketing, whatever you want to (laughs) say. And then behind that is a picture of Paris because I Uh love Paris. And then I have something that says, always be yourself unless you can be a unicorn and then always be a unicorn. (laughs) That's brilliant. I love love that. I love that. Misty, thank you so much for being with us. The time always goes way too fast, but hopefully we'll get to have you back on sometime as a guest talking about whatever's going on at that time. Um, And again, I just, I can't thank you enough for spending time with us. 
Likewise, thank you so much for inviting me. I'm giving you a, a virtual hug. All right. Mm. All right. <laughs> Have a good one, guys. You too. Thank you for tuning in. New episodes of the Authentic Accountant Podcast are heard every week on the Voice America Business Channel and on your favorite podcast site. Please join Seth David and Erica Ed again soon for another edition and another complete story of success. 